Hey everyone, welcome to My Wife the Dietitian, a weekly podcast about lifestyle and healthy eating. I'm Rob and together with my wife Sandra, we invite you to join us on this informative yet entertaining journey through the complex world of healthy eating. We'll cover everything but the kitchen sink. Each week we'll discuss topics ranging from how to protect yourself from developing cancer, spicy foods to rev up the libido, to caring for your palliative grandfather with Alzheimer's. We'll also delve into more complex issues like, what the heck is oat milk? Why doesn't my butt fit into these jeans? And every guy's favorite question, will eating spinach really make it bigger? Join us each week as we strive to educate, enlighten, and entertain you. Oh, hey there. I'm just doing a bit of last minute studying for my test today. Sandra thought she'd see if I'd been listening by surprising me with a little pop quiz. Love when she does that. She's put together 15 questions from some of the episodes we've done. You want to play along? All right, grab your thinking cap and let's see how we do. Episode 27, Nutrition Pop Quiz. Oh, pop quiz. Um, Am I getting quizzed? Yeah. Oh, really? (laughs) Is that okay? uh, Do I have a choice? (laughs) Well, most of the questions are some key elements of a variety of different themes that we talked about over the last 26 episodes. So you're saying I should know this stuff? Well, maybe not. I mean... It'll sound familiar at least. Some of it. Not every question has been covered in our episodes. Okay. And all our listeners at home can play along. <laughs> that's right. Right? Yes, that's they can, exactly. they can get their pen and paper right now and play along and see how, <laughs> see if you can beat the husband of the dietitian. Well, they might be driving, so don't, don't multitask while you're driving. No. So uh, just, uh, just listen along. All right. So, uh, what, you're just going to ask me questions and I'll see how I do? Yeah, they're really kind really of, easy. Uh, basically I've taken some elements out of each episode and they're completely randomly selected, so there's no order, no rhyme or reason with this. Okay. Kind of like the miscellaneous drawer we have in the kitchen. <laughs> oh, we have them everywhere. <laughs> yes. Every drawer is miscellaneous. <laughs> Drives me crazy. <laughs> okay, number one, how much fluid does a human body lose daily? Two cups, five cups, eight cups, or 10 cups? Oh, it's like multiple choice. Well, Um, some of them are. Hmm, how much fluid? I'm gonna say, because you pee a lot, I'm gonna say like eight cups. That's close. Okay, then 10. Yes. Uh, that was that was my actually I was thinking. To, I always I always have a gut feeling and I never go with it. I, my gut was telling me ten, but I went with eight. Okay. Okay. So my gut was right. Ten yeah. cups. Yeah, that's a lot of fluid. It is. It is, especially if it's a hot weather or if you're working out or working or sweating or losing fluid, um, fever. You know, sick. Uh, but basically on a regular day, it's about 10 cups of fluid. And that's why you need to drink that much fluid every day. Yeah. Because you're losing that much. Exactly. Yeah. We excrete it and we um, sweat it out. And So here's a question for you. Do you lose that much fluid if you're not drinking? Like if someone didn't drink any water at all, would they still lose that much fluid? Because the more you drink, the more you pee, right? So I'm thinking that they are kind of related. Right. 
But anyway, we, you don't have to answer that. Uh, your you body can... definitely um, concentrates the urine and uh, conserves as much water as possible if you're not drinking. So, you know, it doesn't want to be dehydrated and it's trying to conserve any way possible. So, you know, um, for a baby that's dehydrated, if they cry and there's no tears, that's an indication that their body's preserving all the fluid it has and there's not enough to produce tears. Oh, wow. Well, that's that's interesting. (laughs) I'll have to keep my eye open for that. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Next question. Number two, adding flaxseed oil to your fry pan before cooking is a healthy thing to do. Well, flaxseed oil is healthy. Yes. But heating it is not healthy. Right. In fact, it's it's bad for you. It, it, heating exactly. any any oil, right? Well, but the, especially, especially the polyunsaturated unrefined oils. You know what else I've learned since our uh, our episode on oil? is even if I want to put flax seeds in my oatmeal in the morning, yeah, because sometimes I'll put frozen blueberries in my oatmeal and then throw it all in the microwave to sort of warm up the oh, blueberries. Oh, yes. And you're like, well, don't put the flax seed on and then microwave it because it breaks down the flax seed. Ah. So I wait till after the microwave and then I sprinkle it all on top. Good thinking. Wow. I don't want to ruin those little flax seeds. <laughs> exactly. Those good fats. Exactly. Yeah, because they are really, they're essential fatty acids. They give us uh, really important fats. And it's really an easy way to get those omega-3s is the flax seed, like the ground flax seeds. And if you use the oil, it's good to use it on salad dressing or on something that you're not cooking. So you add it after, just before you eat it. And uh, if you cook with it, you'll break it down because uh, the polyunsaturated fats like flaxseed oil will break down with heat. Air. Yeah. And um, uh, sunlight. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's why dark place, cool place, um, you know, in a aluminum foil uh, or tin that can't get the uh, light through. Right. Um, another uh, point about, and this is something we've been doing since our episode on oil. Episode 23. Is that what it was? Yeah. Fats, uh, grease, and oil. Um, we've been adding it, like Sandra mentioned this in the episode, that like the traditional way that pasta was, was made was um, the oil was added after it was cooked. Yeah. Like the olive oil. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of people are like, they'll throw it in the pan, cook with it, but that's, that's an unhealthy way to do it. So we're, we've been trying that and cooking in water a lot of times. And broth. Yeah. Uh, even eggs I was cooking. Salsa. Without. Yeah. The salsa, just some kind of liquid, but the oil is, is unhealthy. And we've been, we've been having success cooking without oil, just in case people were curious about how that all went. And that's been the last month because episode 23 was uh, four episodes ago. Wow. So, yeah, it's been okay. We, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely doable. And I think a lot of times with cooking, people like turn on the fry pan and it goes up to a high heat and they add their oil and the oil actually starts to smoke maybe and then they still keep cooking. And you know what? That is so bad for you. It is so not good for you to use, you know, oil that's past its smoke point and it's already like rancid. So you're basically making food and you're starting out with it not healthy. Yeah. So that's uh, 
that's something to pay attention to. Yeah, yeah. And cooking with uh, broth and water and different uh, cooking methods instead of frying. Yeah, exactly. Okay, next question. Number three, multi-grain in quotes. Multi-grain breads always mean whole grain. No, that is false. (laughs) That's episode 17, I think we talked about it. And on the label reading, I think, um, which was uh, one of the first couple episodes. Episode nine. Because multi-grain could mean, explain it again. I remember you explaining this and I just remember that it's false, but I can't remember. It could mean things that aren't whole grain, like like give me some examples <laughs> so multi just means more than one type of grain in it but uh, it, they right. all could be refined and so multi-grain oh, could be completely refined made with like all-purpose flour and um, corn flour and rice flour all the different ones but it's all been fully refi- refined basically without the bran so a whole grain would have the bran and would have more fiber and we want to get more whole grains in our diet. And so multi-grain bread does not necessarily mean whole grain. And a lot of times it isn't whole grain. So how, how would you know if it is? Like how would you know which multi-grain is good and which one isn't? Like read the ingredients to see that it says whole grain, blah, 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 whatever. Yeah, the first ingredient, if it's um, refined white flour... That's usually on a multigrain. It's refined white flour as the first ingredient. So that's the uh, biggest amount in that food. And it's made with white bread, white, white flour. So, hmm. um, And you're going to notice that the fiber is probably one gram of fiber per serving, like per slice or less. But with a whole grain, it would probably be more than two grams of fiber per serving okay. or more. Yeah, that's, that's good to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sprouted uh, whole grain is good too. It's made with the sprouted grains that right. we just had a sprouts last night and it was a sunflower, sunflower seed sprouts. And yeah, there's so many, I think I want to do an episode on sprouts cause it's really, uh, they're so good. And some of the breads that you buy have, are made with the sprouted grains mm. and, uh, it's actually an easier way to t- digest the bread. Nice. Mm-hmm. So number four, um, there's not a high content of lycopene in one carrots, two tomato sauce, three watermelon, or four guava. And that's from episode five. There's not a high content of lycopene. So lycopene... Lycopene is in tomatoes. Okay, you know that. So I'm guessing it's not in carrots. Correct. Hey! (laughs) Was that a tricky one? A little bit. Yeah. I mean, it <laughs> you can c- tell your wheels are turning. Well, I know for, well, I don't know for a fact it's not in carrots, but I'm I'm like 95% sure it's not in carrots. I'm not sure about watermelon and guava. So I kind of guessed at carrots. Okay. Yeah. It's the, it's the, like you said, it's in tomatoes and it's the red element and it's in also guava and watermelon. So it is in those. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. There was something else in watermelon too. Uh, uh, seen, something seen, citrulline. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I, I remember Good that. memory. And, Holy. Okay. That's right. Yeah. So yeah. And remember what lycopene was? Nope. Okay. It is, uh, it's the phytochemical or antioxidant that they're finding that uh, men that have a high level of lycopene in their blood. So they've been eating either salsa or tomato sauce or some sort of tomato-based product or guava or watermelon. And they have a higher blood level of lycopene. 
have a lower risk of prostate cancer. Ah, interesting. So there is this link, and they're finding more and more, you know, with links with different diseases, and it's it's helpful. It's a it's a um, antioxidant. Okay. And we talked about that in episode five. Was that the cancer episode? Yes, the cancer prevention. Right, okay. Yeah, okay, that's good to know. And you did at one point in one episode, and I can't remember when, you said lutein. We were t- oh, it was the eye health? We were talking about lutein. Mm-hmm. And I think there was, because like lycopene and lutein, they're both phytochemicals. They're both found in plant foods. They both start with L and then with Ean. <laughs> exactly. So I think you you were like, and that was good that you mentioned it because I, I never kind of thought about that before that, oh, that could be confusing. Yeah, lutein is in... Um, spinach? Yes. Spinach. Yeah, green leafy vegetables. Oh, the green leafies. Yeah. yeah really good for eye health. So lutein and lycopene's in tomato. All right. And number five, um, what which food does not contain fiber? Uh, spinach, orange, chicken breast, or walnuts? I'll go with C, chicken breast. Oh, good. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I've learned that. Okay. Animals don't have fiber. There you go. There you go. Yes. So plant fiber, yeah, is in plants. Yay. Yeah, <laughs> Woo! We should have like the big... <sighs> yeah, the... The, <laughs> the applause. <laughs> the audience applause. That would be fun. <laughs> episode nine or seventeen. That was in um, in the fiber episode. All right. Oh, another one. Uh, number six is also about the fiber. How much fiber should you eat daily? And this is when I say you, I just mean like the general population, men and women. So it's kind of a range that we're talking about. So A is five grams. B is ten to fifteen grams. C, 20 to 35 grams, and D, 50 grams or more. My gut says C. Yes. Hey. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Because me. Yeah, that's awesome. Now, was that, isn't that a percentage of something? Is there like a formula for that? Well, that's just a, it's not based on your weight or on like your calories, like a percentage of your calories or anything? Oh, that's true. I think, or is that yeah. protein that's... Because I know for one of them, there was some fancy formula you had to do. And it... <laughs> There's formulas for everything know, with right? nutrition, believe me. It's all based on, you know, the body weight and your um, exertion and all that kind of stuff. So, But with, with fiber, uh, 20 to 35 grams is a good uh, thing to aim for. Most of the population, remember, is lacking. Right. And so they have uh, probably, you know, more than 10 grams um, or, you know, around that number. So we want to increase the fiber. We want to try to have some sort of fiber food at each meal and snack if possible. So um, how how much fiber is in like an apple? I think it's about two grams. Okay. yeah. Yeah. So that's there's a little bit. Remember, there's two types of fiber, the soluble and insoluble. Right. And so the skin has the insoluble. That's true. And so if you peel an apple, it's a little bit less fiber. Um, You're getting some more benefit from having the whole apple that has the skin. Right. Gotcha. Awesome. Okay. Uh, Number seven, for healthy gut biome, so healthy, happy gut, you only need probiotics. That doesn't sound correct. I'm going to say false. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So probiotics are those live 
bacteria or the active culture. And we get that in a variety of different things. You, like Yogurt. Yes. And what else? I'm not sure. What do we get on the pizza that we love? Local pizza. It's a Korean. Oh, the uh, uh, kimchi. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome on the pizza. <laughs> who, who would have thought? Well... Our local pizzeria thought, I guess. <laughs> That's right. But uh, no, it's it's a it's a yummy ingredient. Yeah. So, anyways, the probiotics are the live bacteria, and then we need to feed because they are alive. We need to keep them alive. So we have to eat things that are prebiotics, and the prebiotics is a food for the probiotics. Right on. And what's do you remember what kind of uh, foods are prebiotic? Oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. Um, no. Okay. I mean, I could think about it, but we're on the clock here, so I don't want <laughs> okay. to keep everyone waiting. Oh, okay. Well, it's in a wide variety of foods. So oh, okay. a lot of like root vegetables, bananas, whole grains. Um, yeah, a lot of our like asparagus, um, a lot of our food that we eat that are plant-based give you the prebiotics. Right. Okay. And a lot of like grains too. So that's one of those things with if you cut out carbs or completely have a low carb diet, you might be affecting your gut biome over the long term and not having enough food for the probiotics. Right, right. I think that's where I remember you talking about it is saying that the the grains are a prebiotic and yeah, if you cut out a lot of carbs then it's gonna it's gonna impact that. Right. And inulin. Remember inulin? I do. Yeah, we're going to talk more about that in the future, but uh, it is a prebiotic that we're going to hear more about <laughs> in the future. Well, then that sounds exciting. Okay. <laughs> You're so funny. How's everyone doing? <laughs> we're about halfway are through, we, aren't uh, we? Are we winning? Hopefully everyone's winning. <laughs> yes, I'm that's sure the they goal. are. Yeah, winning. Winning. That's the, go- well, that's the goal. I mean, that's the goal, not to win, but we just want to make sure you oh, guys like understand. Oh, like to pass the test. Yeah, we want to make sure we've explained things in our episodes well enough for you to be doing well on this little quiz. <laughs> so hopefully you're winning. Yes. Well, you're winning, honey. I am winning. <laughs> you're lucky. <laughs> All <laughs> just right. Just joking. All right. Number eight. There's cholesterol in A, bread, B, nuts and seeds, C, chicken. D, coconut milk. So here's how I remember it. Cholesterol is kind of like the opposite of fiber. Mm. Cholesterol, in that, cholesterol is only found in animal foods. Yes. Whereas fiber is only found in plant foods. Right. So, so what's yeah. your answer? So the answer is whatever uh, the animal one was. Chicken breast. Chicken breast. Yeah. And it was on, or chicken, sorry, that was uh, C. Yes. Yeah. But it was a bit of a trick question. Because there's also some cholesterol in coconut milk. There's not cholesterol. Oh, there's... Um, um, Something that's usually just in animal products, a fat. Uh, what's it called? Saturated fat. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so the saturated fat is in co- coconut, but there's no cholesterol in coconut because that's only comes from an animal. Okay. Or as uh, Michael Pollan says, only eat things that grow from the ground or have a face <laughs> I have a fit well I have a face no I know but that's the, the animal part right well, that's like, a little bit misleading yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah my neighbor looks pretty good we should have them over for dinner so bad okay. <laughs> that means a whole different you haven't thing heard when you that one eh? invite your About neighbors over for dinner have a face you haven't heard that I, no that, I don't like that I don't think <laughs> I didn't think you would that's no, just weird I mean it, 
I guess oh, fish it, it's and logic. Cows it makes sense, but <laughs> all the animal products, right? I like the food that are coming from. But when it has a face, you don't want to eat it. That's <laughs> right. That's why all there's the a lot of vegetarians going exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> and if you name it, if it's if it's like your pet, yeah, yeah, that's the other thing, right? Yeah, that's why our chickens only give us eggs. We're never going to eat them. But that's just... look. If we eat them, then they'll stop giving us eggs. <laughs> if they think we're going to eat them, they'll probably stop giving us eggs. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. I want to do another episode on eggs and the um just the health benefits. Are they healthy? Cuz people have questions about that, but No, for sure. Yeah. Um all right. Number 9, it actually it's about coconut milk. So coconut milk has a high amount of protein per cup, and that's episode 1. That is false. Oh. What about coconut yogurt? Coco yo. Coco Yo, probably also false. That's right. That's right. So, yeah, yeah exactly. So, coconut um, milk, coconuts don't have much protein at all. They're almost, um, yeah, so coconut milk has no protein. Hardly. Yes. One gram or zero grams of protein per cup. So, if you're uh, switching from dairy milk to coconut, you're going to have to find some other sources of protein because you're not getting it from your milk anymore. Yeah, it tastes good. Mm-hmm. But there's not a lot. There's not a lot to it. There's not a lot to the coconut milk or the coconut yogurt, except the taste is good. Mm-hmm. But there's other problems with it, though. Remember, where where do you get coconuts? Um, well, they're from far away. Yeah, yeah, they don't grow locally. No, where, we, where not where we live. No, exactly. No. Pacific Northwest. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. So that's the other thing. It's just the carbon footprint. Uh, just the way that they're stripping the the you know places that they grow coconuts that's a problem exactly number 10 does sleep quality affect your cravings for sleep for sweets um i want to say yes i would think so and i can't remember that in that episode well maybe i do remember that it was episode 25 do you remember we talked about shift workers oh right that's how I like. Yeah, that's a yeah. real good, you know. Um, they bring donuts to work and drink sweetened coffee all night, just because it's like it keeps them awake. And but then there's this like, you know, they're not getting enough sleep, and their sleep quality's not great when they do get to sleep. Right. And uh, it can definitely affect. Just it's it's all hormone related too, like the cortisol, the serotonin levels. You know, if it's like, if you're not sleeping well, do you remember how sleep is like a house cleaning for your brain? Right. And if you don't get enough sleep or you don't get a good quality sleep, then um, you kind of are in this heightened, almost like not stress, but like um, fight or flight, but a chronic kind of, yeah. Yeah. It messes with you. Yeah, absolutely. And makes you want to eat sweets. Yeah, yeah, because it makes you because eating sweets gives you that dopamine hit. It right. gives you that serotonin, like it gives you that. It, fe- it feels better. So if you're not sleeping well, you want to feel better somehow, and so that's one way to do it is eating sweets. Yeah, it makes sense. All right, are we on to number eleven now? Number eleven, some alternative ways to get omega three if you don't eat fish, if you're not a fish eater. How can you get those? Essential omega-3 fatty acids. 
oh, this is like a like a, I have to think of the answer <laughs> kind of question. Um, some alternative ways to get omega threes. Um, oh, this is a lot different when you don't give me the oh, answers. Oh, sorry. We talked about it in number two. Um, number two, flax oil. Well, that, that's yeah, a plant based from, from oil. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So if you don't, if you're not a fish eater. You could, there's a couple options. You can get uh, krill oil supplements. Right. You can have um, omega-3 fatty acid supplements um, like fish oil or having flaxseed, ground flaxseed will give your body some, the materials to um, convert to the, from ALA to the DHA and that's the omega-3 fatty acids. So, right. Yeah. Was there other ones? Uh, there's thinking, not many. There's okay. walnuts have some a uh, very small amount of ALA, those fats. That so it's because uh, there was something that I was thinking that I was like, I know this, I know this. It, so it must have been the flax. So that's the that's the source of omega three, if you don't eat fish. Right, right. right. I mean, it's uh, there's some conversion that has to happen in the in the body to make it the DHA, which is part of that i would have got that if it was multiple choice okay i would have jumped all over that <laughs> all right yeah okay okay good good um excellent so i can't remember what episode that was in but it was in the one about oh it's the oils so oh, it's like yeah the, the oil one yeah the fatty it's episode 23 um now number 12 does offering ice cream as a reward to eat their broccoli a good strategy when feeding kids <laughs> Um, well, no. If you eat your broccoli, you'll get ice cream. It works, but it's not a good strategy. Why? It it work. It's a temporary fix. It's it's creating a uh, it's creating a monster is what it's creating. Because <laughs> then your kids will only eat vegetables. It, well, a it it makes the vegetables look like something that you need to be bribed to eat. Exactly. So they're like, well, why are these so bad that they need to feed me ice cream in order to get me to eat them? Yes, you know, that's a so good, you're yeah. You're painting vegetables and you're giving them a, a really bad rap from uh, early on in life. And it's just not a good way to parent kids with, when it comes to food. Like using rewards with food is just going to cause huge issues down the road. Exactly. It kind of backfires. I think it's a short-term Band-Aid effect. Like you'll get them to yeah. eat it at that meal, but is that a good... They're not really learning the tools of, you know, healthy eating and, and variety and, um, yeah. Totally. We're going to do an episode on, on that eventually too. Just different eating, um, what do we call it? Uh, feeding relationship? Well, disorders, like stuff around, yeah, more like the psychology of eating, I think, and mm. dif- different Intuitive eating, mindful just, eating, yeah, uh, eating as a family, like together, eating together. Yeah, there's there's a whole bunch of different things we can discuss around that. So oh yeah, it's there's one it's of these a times huge so topic that will be the that will be the topic. Yeah, I think I think now with that one we talked a little bit about it with the episode number two with the preteen vegetarian, but then I think we also talked about it at another oh about the um, picky, picky, picky eater. eater. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Can't remember what episode that was. I want to say like twelve. Okay, we'll have to look that up. Let's look at that. Yeah. All right. Number thirteen. Does almond milk have one of the best nutrient profiles of all the plant-based alternative milks? Almond milk is it one of the best ones for like health? 
Huh. I I think it's okay, but not the best. Yeah. I think there's better ones. And I remember almonds were, it's not good because of how many, how much water it takes. Good memory. And yeah. A, a lot of the almonds come from California where there's a lot of drought. That's right. And so and it's sprayed. The, yeah, the spray, the pesticides and all that. That's right. Um, That's a big one. Yeah. But, but they were pretty healthy, right? Like almond milk is moderately healthy. How much protein per cup? Two grams. Yeah. How much protein? How much protein in soy milk? Eight grams. How much protein in cow's milk? Eight grams. Yeah. So if you're looking for protein, almond milk isn't good. Yeah. With like, if you're having it as an alternative to cow's milk, Mm -hmm. then you probably want something that has a little bit more protein, like oat milk or soy milk or. Gotcha. Okay. Hemp milk. The question was a little bit misleading. Okay, Cause good. if you'd said which one is like the best source of protein kind of question. Oh, uh-huh, yes. But because you're like overall footprint. Of like what, <laughs> no, what did you say? The, the uh, nutrient profile. Nutrient profile. I'm like, oh, <laughs> well, maybe it's okay all around. <laughs> Even though it's lower in protein, maybe it's good other ways. That's good. We'll do this okay. again in like. in like. It's all about the question. It is all about the question. Yeah. It really is. Wow. We'll do this like in like episode like in 25 extra more episodes along or something anyways okay so that was uh from episode one about so almond the, milk so the answer was uh, almond milk isn't great it's is not it, it's the most popular at? it's yeah. the most popular so it's like the one that's like going like fleeing off the shelves like people are oh i want my almond milk and i need to get almond milk but it like if you really look at it, it's like okay there's not much protein in it it takes a lot of water to produce it comes from california like there's a lot of issues around almond milk that uh, we should think about before purchasing there you go number 16 i think we just talked about this soy milk has number 16 sorry i don't think it goes to 16 i think we're number 14 14 my writing so bad (laughs) okay soy milk has the same amount of protein per cup as cow's milk yes we just we just covered that perfect episode one okay um and then the last one 15 is drinking sugar-free pop satisfies sweet cravings huh (laughs) well my gut says no yes because it's kind of a leading question right yeah you're you're leading the you're what am I called the the answer it's like in the in a courtroom you're, the... you're leading the witness <laughs> your honor witness you're a witness for the nutrition pop whatever. quiz I don't know whatever the terms are they use but it's <laughs> so funny so drinking sugar free pop doesn't satisfy sweet cravings um I don't know uh it does it doesn't you tell me. <laughs> How about you answer this one? Sandra, does drinking sugar-free pop satisfy sweet cravings? I think it, like, right away, you get that hit of, it tastes, like, overly sweet because it's sweeter than sugar. It it tastes kind of funky. And then you actually, your body craves sweets after. Like, you actually want more sweets through the day. So in episode 25, we talked about how to curb cravings when you feel addicted to sweets. And one of the recommendations was to reduce your artificial sweeteners, um, including in pop, because uh, I think it's tricking the brain. And the evidence has shown that it actually people that drink sugar-free pop end up eating more calories and more sweets over the day because they uh, probably, I don't know, there's lots of things going on. Probably 
you think, oh, I, you know, I didn't drink, there's no calories in the pop, so I can, you know, have more of other things, right? But then you end up having more sweets and, uh, and it's not, it's actually not helpful at all. So water's the best fluid. There you go. Yeah. It backfires a bit. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> wow. Do you have any questions about the nutrition pop quiz, Rob? Um, or suggestions for next time? I'll, I'll write some next time. That'd be great. Yeah. Okay. You write the I, questions. It's fun when I, I ask Sandra questions because we can, obviously we can see each other when we're doing this <laughs> and sometimes I'll ask a question and she'll just give me this like facial expression that like says, daggers. no, don't go there. It's too hard to explain or it's, it's a whole episode all on its own. That's and, right. Like when you asked about what's the difference between fats? Remember, just like randomly in one of the episodes, thinking oh, I'd get a one sentence you know, answer, saturated and unsaturated. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and so we did episode twenty three because that was uh, that was that was your answer. <laughs> That's right. Right. So <laughs> I gotta funny. be I gotta be careful what I ask. Yes, and today is a holiday in the states, and we had a holiday in Canada on. Friday, um, Canada Day. So I hope everyone's having a great holiday season and start to the summer. Awesome. Yes. Um, and it's raining again today. <laughs> it's been a horrible weather here, but hopefully it uh, becomes summer soon. Yeah, we get these gold nuggets of nice, warm, summery, sunny, windy days, but uh, they're not, they're few and far between lately. Exactly. Alrighty. Well, hopefully next week we'll have, uh, maybe we'll talk about like barbecue season or something or oh, some like great idea. outdoor summer picnic eating or and something. And that'll bring on the heat. summery. Yeah. Good idea. I like that idea. There you go. All right. Okay. Well, thanks. That was fun. Well, uh, hopefully everyone playing along, uh, uh, did well and I think yeah. you got a gold star, honey. Oh, well, I got a gold star. <laughs> Lucky me. Yes. There we go. All right. All right. Well, well, maybe we'll just end on that. <laughs> Thanks. All okay. right. Take Bye. care. Thanks for joining us today on My Wife the Dietitian. If you like what you heard, don't be shy. Leave us a comment or review and be sure to share our podcast with your friends. If you'd like to hear more, hit that subscribe button. You can also follow us on our social media pages for updates, episode trailers, and other odds and ends. For more info and links on what we discussed on today's episode, check the show notes. We'll be back next week with another informative and fun-filled episode. Thank you.